I'm Becky Lloyd-Pack. And I'm Becky Stanton. And this is the Doing Business Differently podcast. Hey, Becky. Hey, Becky. How are you? I am excellent, thank you. How are you? Just as excellent. Very excited for this new podcast chat. Yeah. So today, uh, we are going to be talking about this whole concept and topic of navigating moments that feel a little bit crunchy in your business, that feel a little bit um, disconcerting, I suppose, at times when you're starting to maybe transition through some sort of change or you're feeling a sense of change bubble up within you. And colloquially, I like to describe it as the point where you just want to burn your business down, which I think is how a lot of people um, have felt or maybe feeling at the moment. Uh, so yeah, we just wanted to dive into that topic in a kind of unstructured, loose way, talk about our experiences with it, what we're seeing in our communities as well. And yeah, just offer our perspectives and thoughts around the topic. Everyone can resonate with this. I think if you're an entrepreneur, a creative, ambitious dreamer and thinker, then there will come a time when things feel misaligned and it feels like the easiest solution is to get that matchbox out and burn it down and start again. But I think it's a really important topic to talk about. I know I definitely have the conversations, you know, with my entrepreneurial friends and we've had many conversations, haven't we? And I feel like it's not spoken about enough you know, about this feeling, about this experience and not necessarily giving the pathway, the only way how to navigate it, but just to shed some light on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is something like from a personal perspective, it's definitely something I've been going through. Well, to be honest, it feels like perpetually <laughs> <laughs> since I started my business, mm-hmm. but uh, really more so in the last couple of months as we've kind of emerged out of summer and these autumn months, this felt like there's been this like storm brewing or something where the pressure has gradually been building and I've been feeling more and more misaligned is is the right word. But for me, I definitely experiences it like as a sense of almost purposelessness of like, what am I even doing? What am I trying to do? And I can have moments where I bring myself back on track. I can have moments where I reconnect. I can tune back in with my desires. I can tune back in with my vision and all those kind of things. And they still feel true. But in terms of like, but what am I actually here to do? Like, what is that work? How do I want my life to be? They feel like bigger questions that aren't necessarily going to be answered in me just doing like a 30 minute visualization. It feels this like, yeah, building pressure of trying to see if it's like a temporary thing, I suppose. I feel like I'm being quite vague here, but I'm sort of deliberately doing it because I believe there will be some changes coming in my business, (laughs) which I'm not quite ready to announce um, in detail yet because I don't have all the details, but there's, there's change definitely coming. But I think going through this, I've definitely seen more people doing it too. And I think often we can almost feel quite alone in that experience because it isn't something that a lot of people talk about, especially on the likes of social media, because obviously good business practice is to maintain a consistent online presence. It's to remain open to things. So sharing your vulnerability and your struggles in that way 
can also just not feel very safe for you as a business owner too. So yeah, it's definitely something that feels present for me right now. And I am excited to dive into it a little bit more together. Yeah. And I feel since our collaboration as well, that was, I feel like the biggest thing for us because I've been navigating it too. And I felt, I feel like for me, it was all triggered and prompted by personal situation. So, and actually, no, I do agree that actually since I started my business, it does feel like a pattern. <laughs> it does. And it gets to, it can also be a positive pattern, right? That it's growth, it's expansion, that it's not stagnation, it's not standing still. It's this awareness of what's working, what doesn't feel too good anymore, where what's no longer fitting in for where I'm going. And I know I've definitely said to friends and my husband before of like, I would love a moment just to stand still. <laughs> I would love a moment that just feels like stillness. And the truth is what I've come to realize is that stagnation, the stillness, that you can actually still find this peace and this trust as you grow. And that's what I'm really passionate about in seeking myself, but also giving clients. But recently, last six months, I would say, it's really triggered by a personal situation where my mum wasn't well. And it really started to question things within my business and how I wanted to operate and the lifestyle of the business. So I've been going through something similar as well of questioning. It's an era of questioning isn't it? And seeking clarity. And I feel like a pattern that came up for me, and I'd be curious if it happened for you as well, Becky, was wanting to force the clarity. (laughs) I'm really like, oh, where's the answers? And I'm a very spiritual, soulful person. I definitely had moments in my journal and speaking out loud of like, just give me the answer. Yeah. (laughs) Just tell me where to go. Did you experience that too? Or are you experiencing it? (laughs) 100%. I think there's there's moments where I do, I can cultivate patience and be in the not knowing, but there's a lot of moments where I'm like, okay, but can we just figure this out now? And it's funny because I default to like strategy and action. So I start being like, right, okay, let's just map out. Let's just, just take this one thing, like this one, maybe this is an idea that I could follow through. Let's map that out. Let's get into the details of it. But then after like just a little bit of distance between you know, doing that and stepping away, I'm like, no, I think that that doesn't feel like it's come from, you know, we talked last time about the soul versus ego and things like that. That doesn't feel like it's a soul thing. That feels like it's coming from the human side of me that is craving some sort of control, some sort of like knowing about what's coming that is uncomfortable right now and trying to definitely force that sense of clarity. And it's really interesting as well, I suppose, because part of what I've done for people Uh, for the last, I think it's three years specifically, my business has helped people with clarity. So there's always been for me this real sense of like, oh my God, just such a hypocrite. Like, you know, you can help others with this, but not yourself. But what I'd also say is I've worked with people on their businesses and they've had moments where everything has felt crystal clear, but we do change. So it's never surprising to me to work with somebody in a session or whatever on their messaging, get clarity around that only to see in a couple of months that they're like, actually, since our conversation, since we worked together, 
new things have come to light, new things have developed. And for me, that's never like, oh, we, we failed or, oh, you know, we mustn't have got to the truth of it in that situation because I think our our truth, if you like, our clarity, our what kind of lights us up and, and keeps us feeling excited and motivated to go to work can and will change because we're humans, right? We're not actually machines. And I, I actually think there's like a really important thing here where a lot of us, when we think about like traditional business advice and what we see like maybe in the books or whatever, so much of that advice is targeted at or comes from traditional business models with multiple employees where recommendations about staying consistent, recommendations about, you know, becoming known for something or or whatever, a lot of that stems from the fact that when you had multiple employees, you didn't want change because your personnel had changed. There would be nothing for people to almost become a part of, right? I think when you're building a business with multiple employees, it's not based around you. You do want something that is timeless so that it can grow and scale. But when your business is based off you and who you are, your skills, experiences, talents, expertise, perspectives, then it's absolutely normal and natural for it to change because we are not trying to be this... um, like almost brand completely separate from us brand version. Part of what like our appeal to our audience is who we are, it is our changeable nature, it is our personality. So trying to limit that can feel really crunchy, but I think that's where a lot of the stuff can come in. And I guess like follow my own train of thought here. One thing I will say is that I personally think there's a difference between just like some short-term discomfort that is maybe just triggered by your time of the month or that is maybe just triggered by slow sales and actually you can ask yourself the question, hold on, if I was, for example, getting loads of clients in now, if everybody was buying this offer, if everybody was saying yes to what I'm putting out there, would I still feel this level of discomfort and uncertainty? Because I know for me in the past, like I tend to experience these moments during summer because it, it gets quieter for me in business. And I, that's when I tend to start questioning myself more. But if I would sit like say, you know, last summer or something and said, yeah, okay. But if everyone was coming in and buying what I'm putting out there, would I still be feeling this uncertainty? And the answer in those times would be no, I'd be absolutely fine. I wouldn't even be questioning it versus where I'm at right now is almost like a If everybody was still coming in for the things that I've been putting out for the past three years, how does that feel? And actually that's where that question of like, yes, there'd be no question. It's not the same. It's different. So I think there is, there's nuance here between, is this just like a a short-term response to something external or is this an internal thing that's bubbling up? Definitely, because we know that there's a self-sabotage technique, isn't there, to move on quickly the flight right not working next thing next thing next thing next thing and I know I've definitely had that pattern before it's a human response right oh okay Instagram isn't working let me try TikTok oh TikTok's not working let me let me try email right it's almost this flighty response and I hear what you're saying it's more it's rooted there's something misaligned deeper and the patterns that I see with my clients you know, there can be a root cause within your energy, your beliefs, right? So it might be that the actual offer is aligned, 
But maybe at this new level that you're operating at, there is something there that is creating this resistance. And then there can be the resistance actually in the offer, right? Or in the marketing or in money. Like it's really about, isn't it, going beneath the surface and tuning in of like what really does feel misaligned, but not taking the first answer as the ultimate thing. (laughs) It's really about being curious and being aware with yourself. And I feel that's why these these seasons of questioning can sometimes feel longer. And I believe in divine timing. I don't feel like you feel misaligned and have one session with someone and then you've got the response and here you are back on track. It is a process, but I feel it is this deepening process of getting to know yourself better, coming back within, right? All the answers are within. Everyone external could tell you what to do, but really what is it that you're being guided to do? which is more in alignment. And it's not to say that, you know, the phrase, it takes time, because I see that so often become then this energy of, okay, it just takes time. And you find yourself back in this energy of waiting and just this delaying tactic, right? And I feel this is why it's such a a beautiful topic, because there's so many things within it. But the core which we've both been experiencing is something's misaligned and misaligned doesn't mean wrong doesn't mean you know that it's not meant for you I know that our minds can create those stories and fill in the gaps right when something's off you know sales for example I have so many clients say no one's buying I'm not good enough you know, that person's better, the comparison, I should be doing it like that, you know, like the FOMO, oh, that retreats are in, I should be doing retreats, you know, and I feel that's so natural, that human response to fill in the blanks, but the only way, I said I wasn't going to give advice, but the only way (laughs) is to be present, right, that's where the answers are, being present with yourself, being present with the emotions and the feelings and the patterns that are coming up and being curious of what's at the root. Mm, And I think that's like, I'm actually interested to hear a little bit more from you about maybe how this might look and feel for somebody. Because again, if I think back to earlier in my business, I I probably wouldn't know what that really meant. Like obviously now I'm like, yeah, I'm on this spiritual journey. I've done my, (laughs) I'm doing my healing. Like I get it. But I think defining what we actually mean when we say about like being present with it, because I think there's something around, definitely something around like self-awareness, understanding what you're doing and that there is a difference between like creating space for answers versus stagnation. There's a difference between like not dwelling on something versus being avoidant of something. And there's like, it, it kind of looks and feels differently for people. But I suppose I'd be interested to hear from your perspective of somebody that is like more of a practitioner of this than I am, for sure. What do you think it actually feels like? So if somebody is, let's let's make it specific, because this is how I love it, right? Let's, let's make up a pretend person that's asking for help. Um, if somebody is in this situation where they're like, something doesn't feel right at the moment, but I don't know what that is. Like something doesn't feel like right. And I've just got this desire to 
burn it all down. I just want to hit the reset button and just start again. But we we can kind of know that actually if you do that, you're probably going to recreate the same pattern because there's something that's that's unaddressed or whatever. What do you recommend or suggest or what are things that maybe somebody could try to start to explore maybe what isn't right and what isn't working? Mm-hmm. And I feel like even that point of someone saying something's not right, I want to burn it down, is a point of self-awareness. There's almost a step before that of being just in subconscious patterns, right? And that, this is where it comes into the nervous system, which many people may have heard of, fight, flight, freeze, and then you've got the fawn response as well. So it's almost recognizing your patterns, that's the first step you know, fight, for example, is pushing, forcing, making it happen. So maybe at the root underneath, there's something doesn't feel right, but you're really trying to make something happen. All your energy is going into this must work, this must work. Then you've got flight, that kind of avoidance, right? Or maybe it's more of a okay, Instagram's not my place, the algorithm's crap. Okay, let me try TikTok, try it for one week. It's not working. Okay, let me try a podcast. You set up a podcast and you think, no one's listening. That's the kind of flight response where you're not really getting to the core, but you're just being a bit flighty. You've got freeze response, which is more the numbness of the almost just being in this waiting energy of really distracting yourself, procrastination, you know, filling your day up, making it very busy, but not really allowing yourself to understand what the problem is. And the fawn response is one of like people pleasing. So maybe you run to a coach and you're like, just tell me what to do, right? And you're just doing something else to kind of ultimately people please or to try and find the solution through external people. So they're kind of like the patterns. And I'm sure as I'm saying this, we can all recognize what the key pattern for us is or one that you might be experiencing now. And then it's just having the self-awareness. So when we say present, it's almost how I visualize it is coming into the now. It's almost this arrival into your body, into the moment. And that's why breath work, meditation, even just sitting still, or even like a walking meditation with no external noise. And when I say no external noise, more like what you're consuming, like no podcast, no music, no TV, just being here. And then it's starting to be curious and being reflective and starting to become aware of how have I been operating recently? Where's my energy been going? What have I been focusing on? What have I been thinking? You know, what actually have I been attracting? And it's just starting to be reflective in the moment, looking backwards. And that's where our power is in the now to shift and create our future, but not through the past projections. So what tends to happen when we're in the pattern subconsciously is you just get more of the same. If you're not choosing to pause and be really honest, radically honest with where we're at. So with this example of someone who's maybe noticed the patterns and come to me and said, you know what, I just... Becky, I just don't know what to do. I just feel so lost. Like the only easiest, best solution right now feels like just to set it afire and start again. For me, as an NLP mindset coach and a soul-led coach, is to really then understand 
what's prompting that being the only option, like what's beneath it, what is misaligned. And that comes through exploring the thoughts. What is the problem really, right? And I've felt this energy before, right, of I just need to start again. (laughs) Yeah. Feels messy, it feels complicated. And at the root for me, there's usually an issue with my offer for me personally. So my business has evolved over the three plus years. You know, started out with feng shui and like work offices. Now I'm mindset, energy and nervous system. There's so much around my offers that tweak. And that usually is the thing for me that actually I don't need to burn my business down. What ultimately is my offer and also the marketing of how I'm selling it. And then also my mindset around the identity of that. So it's really coming beneath, that's the problem, something feels off. And then it's just starting to be curious with yourself or work with an expert to be like, okay, what actually is in my mind? What's in my body? What's in my energy that I haven't been paying attention to, but the patterns have been, you know, have been there. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And you know, there's something like, as you're talking, I was like, oh yeah, I'm like, I need to do all this. But what I recognize and I guess would offer is maybe some um, of my own experience sometimes when I've tried to be reflective there's and trying to be present you have to find a way have to I don't like that language but whatever I'm gonna say anyway you have to find a way to be able to be able to look at your thoughts without then becoming them so it's being able to find a way to create distance between the thought, being able to observe it without being a, without getting then sucked into the narrative. Because I recognise times in my past where I've been like, right, I'm just going to journal it out. I'm just going to see what's in my brain. But actually what happens when I'm journaling is because there isn't enough presence, I get sucked into it and it just becomes this loop and this spiral where I feel more lost and confused after the practice than beforehand. And I think that's where it's creating that distance between what's actually going on right now, what are my thoughts and not identifying with them, which is where like being able to, if you can journal without judgment or maybe you do it for a bit and then you stop and then you come back and look, like creating that space, working with a coach, obviously they're the one that is going to reflect back to you because they're gonna be able to have that, that distance. But also something you and I have done recently and spoken about, is the act of recording yourself on video as like just a, a creative process. There's something about it, about setting up your phone, your camera, and just monologuing. And I, I don't know if it's because you are, you are immediately kind of self-conscious, which creates enough distance. I don't know. For me, there's something about that process, which I am able to find clarity through recording myself on video like no other it's one of the most powerful things for me and I know you've been experimenting Mm -hmm. with it recently as well haven't you yeah yeah definitely so I'm a big journaler but recently I just haven't wanted to write and my usual ritual my practice is on a dog walk I am that crazy lady in the woods talking to the universe, talking to myself. I don't even have ear... I used to put earphones in to pretend I was on the phone and now I'm like, no, I own it. <laughs> Love that. So I just have always been in a communication with myself and beyond me or within me essentially, like just speaking and expressing. And 
I, I, yeah, I just got called recently to start a video diary. So I, every day I record a video, I save it in a particular album and it's me talking to all of me. So I talk to younger Becky, I talk to present Becky and I talk to future Becky and it's as a coach, I can quickly go into self-coaching and it's something that I love to teach my clients as well, that you don't always need a coach. You just need to know the tools so that you can coach yourself. And yeah, I do the somatic work on myself. I'm speaking to myself in, but the power is seeing myself. And I'd say most of the videos I'm crying with love and adoration to me, which yeah. sounds very narcissistic, but it's very much <laughs> the beautiful, like, I see you. And I'm so proud of you. And I know that's a version of me, like supporting me. So for me, it's this really intimate expression that I get from journal journaling and on my walking meditations. But there's something powerful, just like mirror work. It's just a mirror reflecting back to you of like, I see you. I'm going to look in your eyes and I'm just going to, yeah, support myself. What's mm. been your experience? I know that yours is slightly different. Yeah, so mine is... Um... I think I've always found that the way I tend to process emotions and the way that I am able to find clarity is through talking things out and almost putting myself in the perspective of if I was trying to make sense of this situation for an outsider, like how would I explain it? What are the thoughts that would flow through? And for me, whenever I go into any sort of creation mode, it's when I am most present. I'm not like thinking of anything else and I'm really very much in the moment. And my whole experience started with it. I don't know where the thought came from, but over like the Christmas break of last year, I just thought, wouldn't it be fun if when I go back to work in January, I just record a video every day with absolutely no planning, no script, no editing, just around a topic and just see what comes up. And it was, again, probably a way to navigate this, like, what do I want to talk about? What do I naturally, what am I drawn to? What is my experience? What are my perspectives? And after doing them for about five days, I was like, you know what? I'm going to upload these on the internet. So I did. I just upload them on, uploaded them on YouTube. And I think that it just, I, I can't even really explain it, but there's something about the act of, essentially channeling whatever's going on, being present enough in the moment that I don't second guess myself. Because sometimes with journaling, it's too slow for me. So I can't write as quick as my thoughts are coming out. And so I haven't even finished a sentence in my journal and my thoughts are already way ahead. So actually capturing it on video, being in the moment, having that self-consciousness as well, just creates this sort of like, magical recipe that allows me to find clarity about situations that nothing else does. And I think there's also something beautiful where, and again, is it narcissism? Maybe that I think <laughs> I have something worth saying and people should listen to me, whatever. Mm -hmm. But there's something about being able to almost like take the turmoil, alchemize it into language and visuals as well and put it on the internet and just know that maybe someone else will get something out of it. And inevitably, because I do um, 
ad hoc tell people that I've done it like on my Instagram like oh it's a new YouTube video people watch me like oh my god thank you so much for recording this and it, it helps almost ground me and make me feel less alone in that experience and actually bring me calm and bring me peace because they're always the emotions right the minute I kind of feel a natural conclusion to a video that I've recorded peace descends it's like this and, and for me, I, I would say I very much feel like internal pressure and my mind gets busy and I, I have to do. And I think it, like whether that's like fight or whatever, but it is this thing. And I know if I let it out, if I find a way to actually channel it, to express it, to give it a voice, then it is able to leave me. And I'm like, oh, OK, whew, we can relax again now. So it's just a really magical thing. So for anyone listening, if you're in this position where you know, you do journal or you do have some sort of reflective practice, I highly encourage you to just try something out that's different. So whether that is recording a video of yourself, whether that is voice noting yourself, whether it is going and speaking out loud on your walk, I think there's like the novelty of it can add this like excitement and a different perspective. Whereas sometimes like even with journaling, I think it's such a go-to for a lot of us, it can just become a bit of like, almost like a habit and you stop engaging with it meaningfully yeah I feel your mind gets more involved I feel like the power of expression and it's essentially what like therapy and you know you could argue coaching is it's a way to as you said like process the thoughts process what you're feeling and so many of us unfortunately were not shown how to manage emotions when we were younger it was almost the suppressed emotions and what I find and I know that you're experiencing and my clients are experiencing is a way of reconnecting to the full spectrum of emotions ones especially ones that we definitely were not allowed to show and I feel that this is a beautiful ritual that allows you just to be with yourself, whether you want to share it or not, you know, you do you, but it's very much around, I am feeling, and you do just allow yourself to go into this unconscious telling of what, where you're at, what's happening, what's thinking, making the connections, and as you said, Becky, being able to then be like, ah, actually, this is what, this just came up for me, whereas in writing, it might feel a bit, you know, harder to to find that flow and in the videos that I've been doing recently it's been the most incredible breakthroughs these connections that I hadn't even noticed even this morning I tuned in and I had um, a lot of energy in my throat so I, I do it very somatically just because that's my way of being but you can just be like I am feeling I just have taught myself to know where the feeling what the sensations are in my body but I can feel something, I can feel it coming back now like this old energy. <laughs> and it was just so beautiful. This big realization came. And what's beautiful is now it's now on my phone. And a little practice that I've been doing afterwards, because I'm so present during them, that I listen back and I make some notes. Because there's always something. And when I first started, it's because I was feeling a bit stuck energetically. I was like, I don't even know what I want to do today. I don't know what the focus is. And the focus came. I had to, the first video was long. <laughs> yep. I had to get a lot of emotions out first. There was a lot of tears. There was 
you know, things that I could say, you knowing that no one's going to see it. So it really felt powerful for me in that sense, because I was like, I get to say all the things I've been thinking, but maybe I've got shame to tell anyone. Yeah. I can tell me, I trust me, right? Mm. Hopefully my phone won't get hacked. (laughs) 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 But it was really, really powerful. And then once I had got that big energy out of me and I felt lighter, the clarity came. And that led to me launching my new offer. That all, uh, my new offer that I recently launched had been sitting ready to go for three weeks. And I wasn't talking about it. I wasn't promoting it. And my subconscious patterns went into avoidance, which is not even going to, I'm just going to pretend it's not there. Then this big emotion came out and it was like, okay, what's going on here? And it allowed me to understand what that resistance was. And I'm an open book, I'm happy to share. There was a block that if I launch this, I'm going to be really busy. But because my mum wasn't well early in the year, I can't be busy. Mm-hmm. I've got to keep myself open to support my family. And oh, I can get in the body chill, right? There was this subconscious block that it's safer to not launch this. And as soon as I allowed myself to first process some of the emotions around it and then to see what was happening, I was then able to understand that, no, that's not true, right? Because the, the ultimate block was, it's bad to be busy. It's unsafe to be busy. And it was like, actually, it's not even true. Busy isn't even my plan, yeah. right? I, <laughs> the whole point of the author was about being flexible and open, I'm not going to have 10 client calls a day. If someone needed me, I trust my clients will understand that. There's no block here. It was just built up energetically and emotionally in my body. And that's just one example that I navigated recently. But I feel like going back to these videos, it all came from being present, arriving to the video, allowing myself to express as long as I need, like some videos are 20 minutes, (laughs) and then really tuning into the energy and acting upon it in an aligned way. And as we said, it's not about doing one video and then be like, oh, I'm magically free. It's a process. And especially if you aren't attuned to your emotions and actually you're used to not feeling, it's going to be a process for you to reconnect and find the words and expression but it's powerful yeah and I think like that's I think that's a really important point with any of these practices I think there's a power in committing to do it for a period of time and there's no I'm not going to give a magic number or anything like that but I've I've recently started playing with morning pages again and doing stream of consciousness style writing where I I don't let the pen stop moving but in my head I'm like I'm going to just do that for the next month and just see what happens and I'm not going to judge it as like, oh, I had a good day or a bad day. It's like, no, I'm just going to commit to it and let the process work its magic. And I think sometimes it's like, say somebody was to go and try a video. I'm like, well, that didn't work for me. It's like, maybe commit to it just for a period of time and just see what happens and see what comes up. So I think the first time doing anything, we can come with expectations. We can come with, uh, potentially come with expectations if we're following someone's recommendation, of course. But there's actually giving yourself that sense of, I'm just going to do this and I'm just going to see what happens. I'm going to take the pressure off that anything needs to happen, but it's about creating that space for yourself 
that you've almost committed ahead of time. So it's instead of like waking up and like, oh, what am I going to do today? How am I going to process my emotions? How am I going to do this? It's like, no, I'm just going to, this is the practice I've decided. Just going to go with it for a while. And it doesn't mean to do it forever. I definitely go through seasons with things. So like I did it for January with the videos, took a long break, came back to it for a bit when I needed to. Now I'm trying morning pages. Like it's, it's taking what feels almost resonant at the time what feels like okay I'm just gonna lean into this practice and see what if it can help me navigate these things but all of them are essentially tools to help you find presence and and give you that kind of perspective on your own thoughts I think that's like a really yeah which feels crucial and part of that to add on is making sure you're not feeding yourself too many other people's thoughts and this is like the social media thing, right? This is what I found. And speaking to a friend recently, she's been off for a while and she was like, I was feeling super clear and excited. And I came back to social media ready to start. And within like a week, two weeks, I suddenly felt confused again and overwhelmed by everybody else's messages as everybody else's content. So I think there's like a really important caveat. If you're feeling confused and lost, if you find yourself on social media looking for the answers, you're probably just actually making it harder for yourself (laughs) yeah 100% yeah and I was even thinking recently that about a year ago I used to have a Sunday detox where I turned my phone off and it was over a year ago it was before um family passed away and I feel there's something there where I feel like I have to be present but there was so much power in just having no technology one day not at all there were some days where I was like twiddling my thumbs, like, well, what do I do with myself? <laughs> right? yeah. But yeah, there's power in noticing what you're consuming. And a few other things which are very similar that I personally have been focusing on recently and tend to my go-tos when things feel confusing or misaligned. Number one is space. Cleanse your space. Right, it might feel like you're procrastinating of like, oh, I don't know what to do, let me cleanse. But there is power in cleansing energetically and physically your space. And that I feel that was definitely connected. Well, when I when I was doing my video diary with myself, it said, this morning, Becky, cleanse. That was the intuitive message I got. And I came into my office and I just cleansed, got rid of old paperwork. There were like uh, scribbled notes of like ideas where I thought that's not aligned. I don't need to keep this. There's like fear trying to collect everything and keep it. And the next day, the clarity said, I'm ready to sell my one-for-one. And I don't feel that's a coincidence. I'd created space to move forward and receive. So there's definitely the spaciousness. And the other thing, I know we spoke about this, when you're feeling unclear, and I mentioned it earlier of, just give me the answers. Like, what's the pathway? Like, let me just focus on it. It's all consuming. You find that all you're thinking about is, where's the answer? What is the clarity? What do I want? What is the right move? Which way should I go? And it's so energetically and physically exhausting that for me, it was finding a new focus. So I created some more rituals that again, come back to being present, that instead of the focus being up here in my mind of trying to figure it all out, how can I support myself to drop from my head into my body? Yes. 
So it was more movement, so exercise. It was the longer walks with no technology in my head. It's somatic exercises that I do. It was EFT. It was meditating. And these things don't necessarily have to be you know, all in one clump, I kind of spread them out the day as these anchors to come back and be present. But they became my focus with this trust and knowing that the more I come back to myself, the more the clarity will come through. So it's always this beautiful blend, isn't it? Of like, what do I actually need in order to allow the clarity to come? And so I like to think of it like the clarity's there, the clarity is always there. It's how can I listen? How can I receive? Instead of it being like external of like, come to me, I'm ready. It feels outside of yourself. And I feel it's powerful to think, okay, the answers are within. So I need yeah. to come within. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that like, that creating space is, um, I don't quite, I'm not going to probably <laughs> regurgitate this correctly, but I've definitely heard it said by someone somewhere in a really beautiful, eloquent way, which I'm now going to butcher. But it was really essentially when you are able to clear things out, you create a vacuum, right? <laughs> you actually create that. And so by laws of whatever... Law of vacuum. <laughs> law of vacuum is about bringing that in. And when you are, when your mind is busy, you won't be able to hear that Mm -hmm. there's no space for new thoughts to enter because maybe you're stuck in patterns of just like playing the same ones on loop so it is about how can I create that level of like stillness that level of calm and it and it's not necessarily about because I've definitely done a thing where I've been like I don't want to think about this anymore so I'm like I know I'm gonna go and read a book but actually that was just Mm -hmm. more escapism because the minute I close the book down and, and like try and do something else the thoughts would come right back yeah. So there's there's definitely, you know, you've got to find your own way through it. Essentially, we can't sit here and tell everybody what the perfect thing to do is. Mm-hmm. You you kind of have to discover that for yourself. Unfortunately, also fortunately, this is life. It's an adventure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I just I think there's so much. I feel like there's so much good invite good advice in what we've we've shared, and I'm sure people listening will hopefully be able to pick up on the bits which feel correct right alive exciting for them yeah and I feel like the ultimate message is you're not alone if you're feeling this way yes and I've spoken to two of my entrepreneurial friends very successful business owners today and they're both going through this and it's almost to be expected if you're here to grow If you're here to make a difference and make a big impact and you want to make it in a way that feels incredible for you, you're going to feel this. And it's that presence, right, of when it does come, when you feel like you hit that ceiling, which essentially what it is, is an energetic ceiling. It's just coming back within and being like, okay, what do I need? What do I need to explore? And just taking your time with it, you know. I think one thing I've learned by going through this many, many times, as you've said as well, it's a journey and it can be a tough journey. (laughs) There's moments within where you're like, come on now, right? Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, there's a part of me that does not want to be here. Come on, let's just wrap it up. Let me learn the lessons. But you start to realize as a seasoned entrepreneur that (laughs) actually, 
clarity always comes, always. That's why you're still here. And so the less you force it and the less you put pressure on yourself and sometimes there can be external pressures linking into that as well. It goes back to the question of what you're consuming, what you're surrounded with. Then it's just knowing and trusting that clarity will always come, but there's certain things you can do, different for everyone, that support the clarity to be heard. And then I guess it's a whole nother podcast episode of actually following that clarity. <laughs> what yeah. it means to actually, oh, okay, this is it. That, that's a whole nother yeah. which I feel like to be honest could be the next one you know when yeah. it's just being you next time maybe we can we'll see who knows everything might change I'm making no promises listener <laughs> who knows what we'll talk about but I I think yeah being in the process giving yourself ways to actually create space to hear yourself to not just be stuck in the emotions but to find ways to move through them so looking at whatever your pattern is that you have uh, traditionally lean on and go to when you're experiencing things which feel uncomfortable and finding ways to interrupt that pattern I suppose finding ways to navigate it to actually really connect with what's going on being present in the moment and trusting that 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 is what's going to create the clarity no amount of like forcing chasing regurgit like spinning around on the same questions over and over again that's that's probably not going to be so great and also being kind as hell to yourself and not putting pressure on yourself to even navigate this in a way that looks clean and nice and kind there's probably going to is going to be times when you aren't very nice to yourself there's going to be times when you're experiencing all the stuff it it might happen and being kind to yourself afterwards Mm -hmm. and being like it's okay look it's not about trying to make this look or be anything other than than it is So that kind of self-acceptance and self-love, I think is really important here too. Yeah. And if anyone's heard the phrase like ego death, that's just like essentially what it is. Like this level is going beyond your mind and the ego of, of course you can carry on as you are, you know, especially if it's financially successful, but it's actually coming back into soul. It's what it's always about, coming back into your body, into your heart. And that ego death is challenging Know, darkness of the soul like it's really a process it's like the awakening memes if anyone's seen them right everyone yeah. thinks it's all rainbows and butterflies when really you're in the shower or the bath crying as you navigate this that's just the norm and the more you're kind to yourself and understand that this is the process of you growing that shedding that caterpillar right coming into the butterfly where you know i'm sure you've seen the memes as well where like they, mm. li- they literally go into mush before they yeah. emerge as a butterfly that mushing process is normal yeah. even though it's challenging and yeah kindness as you said is like a, is so so important and knowing that any of those patterns that we mentioned any of that sabotage any of those ways that you're trying to before you had the awareness is all happening for a reason, right? So sending love and, and kindness and compassion to that part of you, not the not the shame bus, which just keeps yeah. you in that energy. Yeah, totally. And of course, if you want to be held and supported in it, then our community, the pod, we support each other with this kind of stuff all the time, right? Like this is the whole point of why we set up 
the community why we run it the way we do. It's about supporting the human in business and even going through these times, there's never any pressure to know the answers and collectively, me, Becky, the other people that we have inside it as well, we are all here to support you. So if you do find yourself feeling alone and stuck and really unable to break those cycles and break those patterns, just an invitation to you to check out our community, The Pod, because it is, it's the place where this stuff is accepted, encouraged, welcomed, held, Mm -hmm. tears are able to flow, there is no judgment, it is designed to be a safe space for all that and to help you like be witnessed essentially, because often somebody else witnessing you helps you witness and recognize yourself too in those moments so just just putting that out there as as an invitation as well should that be something that feels like it calls to you in this moment yeah and the specific sessions that we have are the clarity clinic right Mm -hmm. and the hot seat healing and the reflection moon mornings as well there's so much dedicated time isn't there to navigate this yeah 100 percent 100 percent Uh, So yeah, hopefully you have got something out of this episode. I have loved chatting to you as per usual, Becky. Mm. Uh, And I'm sure we'll be back next time, maybe talking about what comes after when when you've received (laughs) the clarity and now you're moving into that decision phase, that actual active letting go of of Mm -hmm. old energy and stepping into new energy and actually navigating that period of time once the decision is made maybe we'll talk about that maybe we won't you'll just have to tune in (laughs) and find out but thank you so much for listening thank you becky for your time today ah thank you becky a joy as always If you enjoyed this episode make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening and if you're listening to this over on our Substack, we'd love for you to join the conversation and let us know your thoughts too likewise if you actively want to explore what doing business differently looks like for you then do be sure to check out the pod which is our private community where we share a bunch of resources every month for you to play with as you define your way of doing things Inside the pod, there's also a ton of live sessions held every month too, from community circles, clarity clinics, hot seat coaching, moon mornings, and member-led knowledge sharing sessions. To check it out, just head to the show notes below where everything is linked for you to explore further. Thanks so much for listening. Speak soon. Lots of love. (laughs)